Rooster Tail Talk, a podcast dedicated to everything related to the sport we all love, hydroplane racing. I'm your host, David Newton, and it's time once again, so sit back, relax, and welcome to Rooster Tail Talk. It is June 14th, 2022, and this is episode 86. For today's episode, I sat down and chatted with a longtime Seattleite and hydroplane racing fan, Hydrodan. Now, Hydrodan, he's the creator of Deck to Deck, the Hydroplane Fantasy League, which you can find online, which you can check in today's bio for a direct link to Deck to Deck. But this Hydroplane Fantasy League has been going strong for a few years now. Listen in on the episode as we dig a little bit deeper. We talk about favorite moments of the sport, favorite memories, and a little bit more about his fantasy league. Joining me today, I'm talking with Hydro Dan, the creator of the Deck to Deck Fantasy Hydro League. How are you doing, Hydro Dan? I'm great, David. Thank you for having me on. This is an honor. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. I love to talk about the Fantasy League and geek out on some fan stuff with you. But before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of your background, how you got inter- interested in hydroplanes? Sure. Um, well, I'm a I'm a West Seattle native. Um, I'm actually, I'm third generation. My grandmother was born in Seattle, and I think it was 1914. And my grandpa came over from Croatia in, in uh, 1919. And he's a fisherman, and they lived in a little fishing community in West Seattle called Riverside, which was kind of at the mouth of the Duwamish. Um, it was a little Croatian fishing community. Now it's kind of an industrial area. But anyway, so that's kind of my background. So I'm a longtime Seattle guy. I'm the youngest of eight kids. So I have uh, four brothers. Wow. And uh, there I, I was kind of a little, I was definitely a little accident at the end. So I'm, I'm a bit younger. And but anyway, so they're older and they grew up, you know, kind of 60s and 70s when really that was the only show in town. I grew up with, you know, all the uh the Mariners and Sonics and Seahawks and all that. And I was kind of, we were, we were a stick and ball family. You know, we played, you know, baseball and football and all that stuff, but Seafair was the pinnacle of summer. And we would, you know, they taught me the ways of building wooden hydros and racing boats behind our bike and all that kind of stuff. So, but I really, I I think growing up in the eighties, I really, all the variety, the different power plants, the different hole designs, the big personalities, it just okay. made an impression on me. And I can remember, I think, you know, it's kind of that same story with a lot of Seattle people, but you could, even in West Seattle, you could hear that thunder across the whole city. <clears throat> and so we'd generally, we would go to, you know, my brothers would take me down on, on Friday and watch qualifying and stuff like that and buy pins and do pit tours. Um, and then we'd watch on TV and then, you know, when the heat would start, I'd go out in the yard and just kind of listen to that beautiful sound. And so it was just, it was just, to me, it was just larger than life. Um, and so just something I really just enjoyed. I always loved kind of sketching up different designs or different paint schemes and stuff like that. I never really dreamt about driving them necessarily, but I just always kind of loved the aesthetic. And, and for me, it was just the, the, the pinnacle of summer. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think I'm a little younger than you because my earliest memories, I think the, the piston power boats were just kind of like on their way out. Yeah. It was like the rock and maybe like 
yeah. one of their boats yeah. that were kind of around. I think Cooper and The Rock were like it for yeah. me. Yeah, I was yeah, born in '77, and I, I, I still yeah. I can remember watching. I think the Winged Wonder was running as the Madison, and I can I can remember that. Cool. I remember the uh, you know when the turbines were coming in. I remember Han Hour and the Miller American. That was kind of my boat. That was kind of my team. Um, and then I was kind of always a anybody but Bud guy. So I was, you know, I was a big Mark Tate guy, Smoking Joe's, Winston Eagle. I love yeah. those teams. Uh, love the Pico when, uh, you know, kind of in the mid nineties when, when they were, uh, running really strong. So was a West, I just got to ask this question. It might hurt a little bit, but as a West Seattleite, how is it without a bridge right now? How's that been for you? <laughs> we're enjoying island life <laughs> it's not bad i i i i um i work in architectural consulting so i i have to get out to projects here and there but um it's not too bad i'm i've been working from home for the last two years so it's okay it's not so bad all right okay. yeah i've, I've got i have some friends that live over there and they I try not to talk about it too much because they, they get kind of irritated about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a sore, it's a sore topic. It would be it'll be nice when it's back, when it's yeah. back online, I guess, September. For sure. Well, I, I know I've seen you at some races. Um I met you last year in Tri-Cities officially. So I know you go over to Tri-Cities in Seattle and hang out there. Yeah. Um, but have you traveled uh, around to any other locations as a fan I have, to watch yeah. the races? Yeah, I've been to a handful of races out out of the area. So in 03, we I went with a couple of buddies back to Madison. Cool. And that was, I think that was Bernie's last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, you know, I mean, it was a bit of a culture shock, you know, very different than here, but but fantastic. The the fans are super engaged and and passionate. And the viewing was incredible. We were we saw some action from the Kentucky side, which was um, you know, really close to the, the boats are really, they're on the shoreline. And then we sat at the end of the front stretch. Um, and it was kind of a bit of an elevated view. And I remember that race, I think Weber turned the, got upside down in the U 10 and they had to rerun the final. And I, I believe, uh, Budweiser won that rerun. Yeah. But that was great memories, fun trip. Um, San Diego, I've been to, I think three, three, I think it was three times. The first time was in 2000 and it was the year we lost George Stratton. So that, you know, that's about, yeah, it's a hard year. It, it was, uh, it was tough. Uh, and then I think we were, but we went back in Oh two and that was the year that Cooper kind of had their new boat out and they ran a, I think they turned a one sixty in qualifying or something. It was just, I mean, people were just going bonkers to see a piston boat, you know, running yeah. faster than everybody else. Um, and then we went back again, I think it was 2013, we went back down and, um, we, I made it over to the RV side. Um, some folks that I met in Tri-Cities where we sit, they live down there and they invited us over to the RV, the RV lineup. And so we went and watched a couple of heats back there. And that was, I mean, to me, like those places, you know, it's just, that's a legendary race course and, and, uh, it was just so much fun to, to watch the boats uh, over on that side. And then I w- went to that Sacramento race. I think that was also 2013. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So before the lake dried up. 
down there. Yeah, it was, you know, <laughs> they didn't quite have it dialed in yet. It was, but it was, you know, it's a boat race though. So it was, mm-hmm. it was fun to be there. I think, um, oh, I was going to say 2013 in San Diego too, was the year that uh, Shane and Steve David were, they came down to the final heat for the national championship. And I think oh, cool. if I remember correctly, I think Steve jumped the gun maybe and kind of took himself out in that final, but, but it was just so exciting to kind of have it come down to the final heat of the year. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, as, as a fan, what's your, I always like to know, like, what's your favorite place to go to watch a race? Um, like if you could choose I, one, one place to go. Yeah. I think, I mean, for me, I think tri cities is probably the most ideal setup and it's so easy to get in and out and, yeah. you know, they can run, it's a big course, but they can run, you know, they can run five or six at a time. And yeah, I love tri cities. I think, I think mission Bay is just a phenomenal site too. I, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, have you ever been to any races outside of Seattle in tri cities? Yeah. Yes. I, unfortunately I've never been to the East coast. I always begged my dad as a kid to go back there with them, but, for some reason he wanted me to, I guess, stay in school and <laughs> not go back there with him. So, but I've been to San Diego a handful of times. I love going down there and yeah, it's easy to convince my wife to go down. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I went to, I think all the Kelowna races in the nineties. That, oh, that? that was pretty cool. The race course was a little bit further out. So it kind of had, had a vibe of like Seattle, mm-hmm. but it was, it was a pretty cool town and uh, it had a pretty cool beach there. I like going up there for those those races. So I miss I miss that race. But it's between yeah, for me it's between Tri Cities and San Diego. It's my favorite. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. You can't, yeah. I mean, just and you know, in Tri Cities, the weather and mm-hmm. the people, I mean, the and the fans are super engaged. And yeah. you know, you I, it's just it's just fun to be around people that are really dialed into what's going on and they know the the boats and the drivers and you know, so that's what I love about it. And that's sort of, uh, I guess that's sort of what spawned deck to deck was because I had a gr- kind of a group of friends that we, you know, I drag a bunch of people down to mm-hmm. Lake Washington, or I'd convince people to come to tri cities and, you know, we, we hung out and we, you know, we'd drink beer and watch the boats and stuff, but I was very, I was very engaged and following closely and, um, you know, obviously fantasy football was already big at the time. Mm-hmm. And my my brothers that introduced me to hydroplanes also introduced me to fantasy football at a, at an early age, <laughs> and so anyway, I so I said, well, why don't we do something like that, just with our, our group of friends? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of it's kind of a similar concept to what we do now, but so anyway, after a couple of years of that, everybody knew the teams, everybody knew the drivers, everybody you know, all my friends knew who was fast, who was slow, so it worked. Uh, and, and people are, you know, I think I created a few hydroplane fans. So nice. I thought, I thought, well, shoot, I have uh, a good buddy, Josh Polanski and a good friend, um, Pierre Mariani that are kind of tech guys. And we said, let's do a website and let's release it to the fans mm-hmm. and see what happens. And um, I think we had a couple hundred people register like the first few days. So oh, wow. that, yeah, it was, it was a really, I thought it was received well. And I think right now we have about 500 people that are registered 
from you name it. I mean, uh, European countries, New Zealand, Australia, Mexico, uh-huh. almost global. every almost every state in the country. Yeah. But engaged people that make boat picks was probably around 150 or 200. So okay. we'd love to get that that number back up. And if, if folks have yeah. registered and they and you know, I know it's easy to kind of forget if if the race isn't in your town. You might forget right. to make that first pick and then, and then, you know, but yeah, please register and play. It's totally free at www.deck2deck.us. Free to play. There's an overall championship, the national championship with everybody that's playing and registered. And then you can also make your own little private league. And, you know, if you oh. want your friends and family to have a little league or your buddies that you race RC with or whatever, so I could create a Rooster Tail Talk League. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, All absolutely. Right. And so then you could, even if you don't win on the overall, you could maybe you win your your okay. little your private league, and then you have bragging rights. So, <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah. What year did you start this endeavor? So we, I think we did it kind of friends and family. I think it was like oh five or oh six for a few years, and then oh uh, two thousand nine. Two thousand nine yeah. was our first public kind of okay. release. Yeah. I was trying to remember what year I started doing this, but I remember, I think it was you down in Seafair. I was in the pits and there was a guy, there was a guy handing out business cards for Deck to Deck. Yeah. Yep. And yep. I was like, what in the world is this? <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. We had, uh, yeah, the first few years I was pretty gung ho and we'd hand out business cards and stickers and stuff to get people yeah. to engage. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, and for me, it's, it's just, you know, it's fun to follow it. It, 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 um, we try and do our own content, you know, we'll, we'll, we write bios and, and predictions and things like that. We try and post our own pictures. Um, and occasionally we'll have prizes, Larry Alberto helped us out, uh, for a couple seasons and gave us some stuff to kind of pass out prizes for people that win cool. and things like that. So if, if any teams are out there that want to, <laughs> donate some merch <laughs> we'll turn them into prizes all right well, that's cool. awesome. well i don't see you wearing any Alberto stuff right now so i don't know if you uh were a winner of those no in fact um i think i've had a maybe a couple top 10 finishes but last year i had i think i was 90th or something like that overall oh, it wasn't good <laughs> and the way so the way it works is it's just like fantasy football where you choose, you know, you, you put your lineup in and you, and you collect their points in our game, you choose a boat and you collect that boats points for that weekend. However, you can only choose a boat once a season. So if you're a, if you're a Miss Madison fan, you can only choose the Madison once. And then, so you've got to, there's strategy involved. You've got to make sure that in San Diego, you've got a, you know, your boat, a boat or two that are, um, racing and, and available for you to pick and just a little insight for this season um, with the five races we're going to do two boat selections uh, for the gold cup then we'll go one boat for madison we'll go two boats for tri-cities we'll go one boat for seattle and then we'll go two for san diego okay so you got to go eight eight boats deep and so i think there's if i'm not mistaken there's seven national boats I think so. Yeah. So, and then there's the three that's going to run a couple times in uh, Gunnersville and Tri Cities. 
-hmm. and then the 21 um, in Washington. So you've got to pay attention to the strategy and figure out where you're going to, you know, use which boat. And obviously at the gold cup, there's more points involved usually with extra heat and same with Tri-Cities. I think they, they always have that four heat. So it's a little, little inside scoop that uh, (laughs) you want, might want to use your, your best boats in those big point races. Well, you definitely have to, be, have to be strategic about it because it's hit me a few times where I've picked chosen a boat where they've thrown a prop early in the day, right? And then they're out right. for the out for the weekend, and it's exactly that's why I, I get, get no points now. <laughs> yeah, last year I think I had the I think the twelve in Tri Cities didn't kind of had an off weekend, and then yeah. I had the eleven in San Diego, and they had a, a really rough weekend, so that that did me in. But hope, but this year I'm, I'm hoping with like the you know, with more picks, you know, it'll kind of give you a better chance. If you have an off weekend, you can still kind of yeah. make up ground. Yeah. Well, exciting. That's kind of a fun twist you have for it then. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I, maybe I already mentioned this, but I think the best way to do it is because you can go, so you go into the website and you go on the, the fantasy, the boat selector tool, mm-hmm. and you can lay out your whole season, you know, kind of set up your strategy. And then the, the, the boat picks don't, they won't lock in until Saturday morning of that race weekend. So mm-hmm. the future races, you can still edit and refine it, you know, and if someone has an issue on a Friday, you can change your pick, you know, for a future race or whatever. But, but I think it's a good strategy to kind of just set up your, your overall approach. And then you can always kind of uh, rework it if you need to. And that way you won't miss a race, you know, cause you know, like I said, if, if they're running in, if they're not running in your town, you might forget that there's a race that weekend or something. And, but at least yeah. you'll have a, a pick in there. So, okay. That's the way yeah. to do it. Well, is there, is there any uh, one fan that's kind of stood out being the best for their picks? Yeah. I've noticed um, Craig Montgomery ha- has a few podiums over the years. Okay. Um, and then actually I met a fan in, I was at the tri cities test a couple weeks ago and I was sitting up, um, off turn four mm-hmm. and there's a, you know, a few people out and I had my deck to deck hat on. And one of the guys says, are you involved in that? And, and I said, yeah, it's my website. And so he, his name is Brendan Downey and he was there with his family and he won, he won, I think in the first, our first season, he was the champ. And then okay. he had another, he had another podium. So there's definitely, it seems like there's a few people that just kind of have, you know, they have the, they have it dialed and they, and yeah. you gotta have a little racing luck, I would say <laughs> for sure. Oh, but yeah. yeah, there's, there's a few people that have, I, that are definitely repeats. How, cool. how about you, David? What's your, what's your best? Uh, yeah. I wasn't going to brag about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think one year I, I, I might've hit 50. I, I yeah, I just, <laughs> I, I think I take a little, some gambles and some, some of my picks. They don't always right. turn out so well, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully this year I'll, I'll do a little better. So now that you know there's two picks for the Gold Cup, what, where are you are you leaning? Well, oh man, put me on the spot now. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's it's a that's a fast course, right? So it's a yeah. last few years it's been a pretty quick course. With the uh, exhibitions we've had, I think one boat that stood out for me is the Beacon Plumbing. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. I think I think for that team the gold cup not being in Madison and it being in Gunnersville, I think they have a really good shot at uh, keeping that boat RPMs up uh, they had, uh, and, and doing well. 
So I, I think that might be one of my picks is Bill Walk. Yeah, they funny. looked they were strong in Vancouver and Tri Cities. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what though, that home street in Tri Cities was a rocket, and I, yeah. I mean, and it it had that feel of like a Budweiser or a Elam when they were just. I mean, you could tell they're running right on the edge, but they're, but the the boat ride is dialed, and yeah. it's just oh something else. I mean, I so I, I it's hard to pick against them. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like that forty pick though. That might be a good for, forty, and you go Beacon and and Home Street might Home be a Street. good combo yeah. for that Gold Cup. Yeah, I mean, you got Jimmy Shane, who's the defending champion of the Gold Cup, right? That's right, and. Yeah. Uh, and then how many how many is Vilwalk won? It's probably the the two drivers that won the most gold cups between everyone else in, think, the, in the league. I think so. so. Um which which bring uh reminds me that uh Unlimited News Journal put out their their record book, I mm-hmm. guess they call it. And yeah. it, I've been pouring through it. It's so it's so great. I saw that I think winning percentage wise, you've got Vilwalk. Shane Tate are mm-hmm. like all top five all time. Yeah. And then you got JMK that's like top 25. Right. So the depth of the field and the, I mean, the talent, I mean, it's just a, it's just a great fleet. I think this year, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, JMK, I think is kind of a generational talent. Oh yeah, for I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, and if then, you look at Gunnersville too, he won Gunnersville last year. Yeah, yeah. You know and, and with the and with weird. and with the nine and the eight, you know, if they can kind of work together, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the, and the and the nine can win a race, you know, mm-hmm. definitely. Oh yeah. Um, so it's just it's super deep and competitive, and and uh, you know, and the driving the drivers, the group of drivers is just phenomenal, you know. Yeah. Uh, Nielsen, Peabody, Perkins, King. I mean. Even the guys that you don't make, you know, you, you you figure Shane, Tate, JMK, kind of the Vilwalk, kind of the top guys, but even but the other guys are right there. Oh yeah, and they're aggressive, and nobody is, you know, nobody's giving ground, and every, everybody's going to be fighting for the inside lane, and it mm-hmm. should be uh, spectacular this year. Yeah, well, that's one thing the, the sport has right now is quality of drivers, quality of boats, right? So it's going to be hard to choose. Yeah, <laughs> for that yeah. first race. <laughs> yeah, it just seems, and it seems like the the crews, um, you know, just super dedicated people. Scott Rainey, you know that group. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the strong group. Um, yeah. Just what they're doing. Um, obviously, the Madison team with Hanson, and I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. Well, on the flip side, as a fan, who are you, who would you root for this year if you could choose one team to follow? Oh gosh. <laughs> oh gosh i you know as a mark tate fan i i kind of root for andrew now um, oh yeah and jmk you know he's i just love watching him drive that guy you, you put a piece of plywood and a motor on it and he'll get it around a race course somehow mm-hmm. um <laughs> but uh i i i hope this isn't a cop-out but i root for the fleet i just pull for everybody and what i root for is is deck to deck racing i just i mean it doesn't matter who or even where you know even even if it's for fourth place if there's two boats dueling i mean that's 
that's where I, that's yeah. what I love to watch. So you're very literal with the name of your, hydrogen <laughs> <meal>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and that was, I mean, I remember, you know, that phrase from what, you know, from way back when, and it, and it mm-hmm. seemed like it kind of uh, disappeared. And then, and uh, I feel like we kind of brought it back and now you hear it, you hear the commentators yeah. using it a lot. So yeah, yeah. no, I love it. Yeah. Deck to deck boat racing. Yeah. That was, that was kind of a phrase that like Jim Hendricks and yes. uh, Steve Montgomery kind yeah. of coined, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. It seemed like it kind of went away for a while. Well, as a fan, do you have like one pinnacle moment, like your favorite memory, either growing up as a kid or just being a fan at a, at a race? Do you have that one moment you look back to and says your, your fandom? Yeah. Well, I've got two, I, I got two things I'd like to share. I think, I guess from a fan perspective, I recall Evans, uh, the flip and win in Seattle in 97 with Mark Evans. Yeah. And then Vilwak did it in Tri-Cities in, gosh, what was that? 06 or something? I think that was, I think that was 06. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so just those stick out in my mind, like, you know, because you typically when you, when a boat gets upside down, that's it, you know, that's it for the weekend. And that's, uh, you know, those are both quality boats that you figure, oh man, they're done for the weekend. That's, that stinks. Mm -hmm. But to have them get back out on the water and, and then win the final, I mean, that's just, those things stick out in my mind. Um, the other memory. So in 2018, my wife, Becky and my good buddy, uh, Zach, they all pitched in and, and bought me a ride on the Miss Wahoo and surprised oh, me sweet. with that. Oh man. So I got to, uh, I got to go out and, and, um, drive around Lake Chelan for a few laps, um, nice. which was just probably the most adrenaline I've ever experienced. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's definitely a memory that, uh, I'll have with me for the rest of my life. Oh, I don't think, I think, you know, after driving that boat, I think I have a new respect for the, for the drivers. It's just pretty insane. Yeah. I got, I got the opportunity a few years ago to get a ride in the Bardall over in oh, Chelan. Wow. Yeah. And cool. uh, the Waku was actually out with us. And they were oh, going no. around a corner and they were there next to us. And I just kept thinking that the people that used to race these things were just insane. <laughs> I mean, I totally. can't imagine six of them going oh, oh you know. totally yeah. yeah they actually they, they sat me in the miss burian at first and she wouldn't start so we, we got a toe back in and then they they put me in the wahoo which i thought i thought was uh pretty neat because i i had just read that uh mira slovak book yeah and i mean in the wahoo is just a gorgeous boat and mm-hmm. so yeah i think it all worked out in the end <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, is there, is there anyone else that help, really helps you behind the scenes with Deck to Deck that you can give a shout out to? Yeah. Shout out to uh, Josh Polanski and Pierre Mariani that helped me run the website. And then also I'd like to shout out, uh, you know, all the hardworking, uh, obviously the teams and the drivers, but the fans like yourself, like the Hydro News guys that do a great job, the UNJ people, and just you know, the E-League guys and just the people that have the passion for the sport. It's definitely not about making money or anything. It's just about sharing the passion and having fun in the summer and watching boat races. Awesome. That's right. That's so please, we... please register and play. 
<laughs> deck to deck. All right. And you go to deck to deck.us and it's free to join, correct? Free to join. Yeah. You just register, um, you know, put it, put your email and password in, and then you can, at that point you can go in and, and um, I'm hoping we're live when this is released. So, but if we're not live yet, we will be soon. So then you can go in and, and choose your picks for the year and, you know, lay it all out and figure out who's going to be standing in San Diego, but then you can tweak it after that. You can, yeah. you can kind of refine it, but it's a good, I think it's a good way to go is just lay it out. And with this, with this fleet, you can't go wrong. You just gotta, you just gotta get lucky, right? You, you yeah. can't break. <laughs> Don't DNS. You gotta, you gotta play. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll have to create my own little Richardell talk group within the deck to deck. For so sure. It'll, it'll yeah. be fun this year. Yeah. I'll join it. If you let <laughs> right. me. Oh, you're in. Yeah, you're in. <laughs> right Anyone on. else listening, Ken, feel free to join. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show, Hydra Dan. Appreciate it. Thank you, David. Appreciate yeah. everything you do for the sport. Oh, yeah. No worries. Like, like you said, it's, it's uh, that passion that fuels us. That's right? it. So, yep. And then we just awesome. got to, we got to spread it to uh, other fans. I mean, that's the thing. It, the sport is so accessible and it's so great to be able to kind of be sort of a fringe part of it, mm -hmm. but nothing would make me happier than for it to kind of blossom and become, you know, bigger. And um, mm -hmm. even if that means it's more expensive to go to the race or if it's harder to find a spot on the beach, that'd be a good problem to have. That's right. <laughs> that <would be. laughs> All right. We'll look forward to seeing you at the races this summer. All right. Thank you, David. Well, listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. By the way, I did create my own league within deck to deck So you can go to deck to deckus click on the Fantasy tab, and then inside that, after you become a member, you'll see a whole list of different leagues within the, within the Fantasy League itself. Ours is called Rooster Tail Talk Podcast. If you like a direct link, look in the bio for today's episode. Once you click on that link, it should take you directly there. I hope you can join our league and join Deck to Deck because it really does add another flavor and add more fun as you continue to follow H1 Unlimited throughout the races this summer. Make sure you come back next week to listen to our next episode. We release new episodes every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your podcast player as well as rate and review your experience. For more updates on Hydra News, check us out on social media. We're on the major players, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rooster Tail Talk is also online with our website, www.roostertailtalk.com. On the website, you can sign up for an email subscription list to get notifications on upcoming episodes, Hydro News, podcast updates, and much, much more. Finally, this is a free podcast to all of our listeners. And if you're really enjoying your experience and want to help us to continue to grow and expand, please donate. You can find a link to donate through PayPal on our website through the support tab. So until next time, I hope to see you at the races.